Hello and welcome to Now Here's a Thing, the latest laid-back podcast crafted by me, Tracy Jones, and me, Heather Noble. Okay, so let me have a look. You've done no prep. No, so you know like last week you hadn't done any prep and you winged it. Yeah. I'm not winging it, I just haven't done any prep. So defiantly not done any prep. Yeah. You said yeah. I didn't have to, well, I no. haven't. No, so I've, I've got two subjects. Oh, there we go. Now, here's a thing. White coat syndrome. Do you know what it is? And is it a real thing? Is this a bit like um, uniforms when people... You know, what's that experiment they that they did where they put people in charge and they did things that... <laughs> yeah, it's not quite as sinister as that. No, no. I can't remember what that's called. No, White really. coat syndrome. It's something to do with doctors, but I'm not quite sure what it is. This is related to blood pressure. So um, I had my blood pressure taken this morning and I think the reason that my blood pressure was high was because that cough really bloody hurts when it's good. You know, the automatic Yeah, and you're one. like, please stop, please oh, stop, please stop, yeah. If anything's going to raise my blood pressure, it's pain in my arm, yes. surely? Yeah, I think that's fair. Although it could be white coat syndrome. So I, I had it in the back of my head that there was this thing, so I, I Googled it, and indeed, on Blood Pressure UK, it says that white coat syndrome is when your blood pressure is raised due to the stress of being in clinic. So your reading is higher than it would be if measured at home. And apparently it's fairly common. And obviously the white coat refers to the traditional sort of white coat that doctors wear. But presumably they know about that. So do they not adjust for it? Yeah, is there some tolerance or something? So if you go to the NHS blood pressure check tool online on their website... They ask when when they ask you to put in your measurements. It says, "Was this done in clinic or at home?" Okay. Have and you on, got a blood pressure monitor at home? I have. Okay. Um, it says on average the top, that's apparently the systolic number, tends to be about ten. Mm, mm, uh, do, mm. I don't know what that. Whatever was. units. They yeah, ten units higher in clinic than at home, and the bottom numbers tends to be about five. Mm, mm, uh, do, Units, yeah, um, higher. And it says that um, if you're feeling worried or stressed, it could be raised by as much as thirty. Idiot. Wow. So, because uh, I never, I have no idea what your blood pressure is meant to be. Do you know what? The blood pressure for me is like the rules of card games. Okay. It floats into my head. It stays there for a millisecond, and then it's gone. And no matter how many times I read up what the top and the bottom mean yeah. and what the limits are, I never remember. It's the same with card games. I I think the only card game I can reliably remember is Snap. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's okay, isn't it? <laughs> so let's have a look. Um, apparently, white coat hypertension is a thing as well. So this is from clevelandclinic.org. And it says that every year, 5% of people with white coat syndrome get a hypertension diagnosis. So hypertension is when it's gone beyond high blood pressure. And it's actually a thing. thing. 
So, and according to clevelandclinic.org, the question is, is white coat syndrome real? They say, yes, it is real. Researchers have done multiple studies about it and documented their findings. Well, not the same thing, but similar. You know, like, if you see a police officer, you instantly look guilty. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> or you feel or, that you so, do. Or you're going to the nothing to declare channel. Yeah, and you feel... Absolutely. Yeah. So there's some... That's got to be a similar thing in your head, hasn't it? That's responding and reacting in a certain way to authority or... Because um, probably as you're walking through um, the Nothing to Declare channel, I bet your blood pressure goes up I a little bit. I so, yes. Even if you have yeah. genuinely got nothing to declare. So what does white coat syndrome... Oh, sorry. How does white coat syndrome affect my body? Um, apparently it's linked to stiffness in your arteries... Worse blood vessel function, higher cardiovascular mortality, higher risk of getting left ventricular hypertrophy. Hypertrophy. Hypertrophy, hypertrophy. Or higher risk of having diabetes or high blood pressure. What? How can, I don't understand how responding to somebody being... Is it cause or effect? I really don't know. Yeah. Is that because you... You might already have high blood pressure. I know, I know you hear stories, don't you, of people who've gone to have a checkup on their heart and then basically had a heart attack while they're in the wow the surgery or the consultant's room or whatever. Because so, because of white coat syndrome? Well, I don't know, but, it, you know, it's... Yeah. Oh. So it says here, if you have white coat hypertension, you may feel nervous when you get to your healthcare provider's office and this nervous feeling may get worse when you go into the examination room and get a blood pressure measurement. But is that not just anxiety, a bit like going to I the dentist? So. Or... It says what causes it. Your body may have a reflex or response to having your blood pressure checked when you're concerned about the results. Right. It's like a fight or flight response when you right. sense danger. Hmm. How to overcome it. There you go, let's have a look. Help yourself to feel more relaxed and closer to what it is at home. So, tips that may help. Develop a good relationship with your healthcare provider. <laughs> it's 2023. It? Yeah. <laughs> if you don't feel comfortable with your provider, find a different one. Good luck with that in the UK. Yeah. Bring the list of questions so you're not anxious about forgetting to ask them. Allow extra time to get your appointment and park so you don't feel stressed. Right. Good luck with that in my surgery as well. Don't smoke, drink coffee or exercise for half an hour before your appointment. Okay. So basically, get there early, sit there for half an hour. Chill. Chill. Don't have a coffee to calm your nerves. Yeah. Or just get a monitor and do it at home. Have you always had a blood pressure monitor at home? No, I recently got you one recently because got I had high blood pressure. Right. And they weren't sure whether it was because I was in the clinic. Turns out it's not. Because my mum's got one, and so what she, so she had high blood pressure. She bought a monitor, and in the end, I said to her mum, "Just stop taking your blood pressure, yeah, because it's causing more anxiety." Yeah, because and she was doing it several times a day, and I'm like, "Just stop it," because you're getting more anxious. Yeah, about. Well, I tell you something that does make you anxious. I'm sorry, 
we should point out that there's no medical advice in this podcast no. at all. No. Do not believe anything we say no. about medicine no. or anything like that. Don't take our advice. Um, but if you if if you're doing it, the, the NHS blood pressure check tool on occasions has said to me, "Go to hospital." Right. Now, if that's not going to raise your blood pressure, I don't know what yeah. is. Yeah. But then when I had it checked out by a professional, they went, oh, that's okay. But, but so isn't there like normal for you and normal for me? So it's like resting heart rate. Yeah, so my resting so. heart rate is quite low. Um, but so if your heart rate is high, then you need to be concerned because it's normally because low. Because normally, yeah, yeah, exactly. But so then you need to know your baseline, else. don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think mine is, is it about... 58 or 59 or something like that well my husband's got a pacemaker and that's set at um 60 so that, so if his heart rate goes below 60 or 60 or below oh. then his pacemaker how do you in. know your resting heart rate's 58 because uh, i've got oh, yeah, a heart watch. monitor on my watch oh. um yeah but so if i had a pacemaker there'd be no alarming. point yeah there'd be no point setting it at 60 and i'm sure that some people have it set you know so normal normal blood pressure for you a woman of your age of your height of your health your weight all of those things if i got somebody identical to you would their would their blood pressure be the same i don't know i think it's i think it is unique to us Within some parameters, yeah. obviously. I mean, yeah. My husband had a heart that used to just stop. <laughs> That's unique to him. And then start again. Yeah. Hopefully, most of the time. Yeah. It is sorted now, though, just to point yes. out that they... Hence the, um, the pacemaker. pacemaker and other medication. Oh. To be fair, that was a fairly miserable conversation we just had. Shall we have a, a brighter conversation? Let's try. Now here's a more festive Oh, okay. How about teeny tiny Christmas? Oh, is this where you only spend five pounds on everybody and... No. This is something that I used to call Christmas Eve Eve. One of my favourite days. Christmas Eve Eve. Now I have to call it Yellow's birthday because he was born. Ah, Christmas Eve Eve. So the 23rd of December is teeny tiny Christmas. Well, there's a little confusion because I watched a film... That referred to the 22nd of December being teeny tiny Christmas. So I looked it up. I'll tell you about the film in a minute. But there was only a reference to tiny Christmas, which is Christmas Eve Eve, the 23rd. Okay. So I'm wondering if this film took it one step further. So we've got tiny Christmas is Christmas Eve Eve. Yeah. And teeny tiny Christmas is Christmas Eve Eve Eve. Okay. Okay, so is this... Your bit... face is a picture now. I, I'm just trying to... Family face. Well, like, why... I mean, you say I've, I've always known it to be, like, it's something that's been part of your life. It... Christmas Eve Eve? Yeah. Yeah, I've always loved Christmas Eve Eve. Nobody else I know likes Christmas Eve Because it's the day when you're chasing around like a lunatic trying to get things finalised. If so you've you can... left it all to the last minute. Yeah, so. okay, Mrs. Super Organised. <laughs> My favourite day for Christmas has always been Christmas Eve. 
Okay. Way more than Christmas Day. And there I think I align with a lot of Europeans. So certainly with the Norwegians, from yeah. my research, yeah. Christmas Eve is their big day. Yeah. So they have their gifts and their meal on Christmas Eve. Yeah. Um, so Christmas Eve Eve would be their Christmas Eve, if you know what I mean. <laughs> okay. What about Good Friday? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's a Friday and it's quite good. <laughs> it's a mini it? yeah. Okay. So I, I can really buy into the 23rd being a great day. It's less so now. I mean, I'm not saying blaming my son for being born on that day, but it has rather taken the focus off my Christmas so what Eve. what would you do on Christmas Eve Eve if I, it wasn't your son's birthday? Um, I would be getting ready for Christmas Eve, which is the most exciting day. <laughs> but what would you actually be doing? What do you do on Christmas Eve? Christmas Eve, we tr- well normally we probably try and go out for lunch. Yeah, I don't think it's for, for me. Christmas Eve Eve wasn't so much of what I did, more a feeling. Okay. So the excitement starts to build up on Christmas okay. Eve. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And it sort of does now because um, like my family, um, when they come to um, my son's birthday party, will say, "Oh, this is the start of Christmas for us." Yeah. So it's sort yeah, of yeah, yeah, as yeah. a birthday party to start Christmas. Well, so you're probably going to tell me about this, but so some nationalities they do things like there's some nationalities they give books and do they spend Christmas Eve or maybe it's Christmas Eve Eve reading? Um, then is it the French put coal in kids' shoes and just oh. Santa Claus, does he come? Yeah, I, I haven't gone down that path. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Fred is upstate with Norway. Okay. Because this time last year, I was in Norway. And Gosh, I experienced... Is that a year ago? A year ago. And it was fab. Because it was dark quite a lot. It didn't get light till about 10 o'clock. And then it went dark at about half one, <laughs> two o'clock. So yeah. it's quite a short window. But they really do do the whole... Getting ready for Christmas and, you know, sort of the... Um, I think I was reading somewhere about... Um, oh, it's on a website called visitoslo.com. OK. And it, and it reiterated what I experienced. So the Christmas trees uh, are lit up and the streets are decorated and there's Christmas trees around and Christmas lights. And then they have lots of um, um, gatherings with friends in restaurants. So I couldn't get a table in a restaurant uh, at all. You know, I was there with a group of... Um, colleagues and we'd had bookings for every night apart from this one night where we had to sort ourselves out and we just managed to get in somewhere at about half past four right we couldn't get a booking and so I I was learning from some other colleagues that live in Oslo is that I said you know November December you just have to book it well in advance because they really get into they really, the and, and everywhere sort of you're looking in through the windows it's all candle lit and rather lovely and I suppose that is because it's dark so much. When we think of cosy Christmases, you know, it is it is literally Tiny Tim, you know, with the fire lit, and yes. they're all sat around the table, and you look in through the window, and it looks lovely. Yes, and you're out in the cold. Yes, that's what it looks like when you're walking around the streets in in Oslo, all the restaurants, and and because there's no there's no tables available, you are literally looking in like an urchin. <laughs> Oh, God, I, I want to be in there. <laughs> it would be so nice to be in the wall. Uh, apparently, there's a name for that, and, and do forgive me, my Norwegian colleagues. I think it's called Yulbo, um, 
so although it it's this idea of friends gathering together for Christmas parties and meals and things. So it gets really busy um, during that whole period. Oh, we do a bit of that, don't we? We do. I, I tried to make a booking for some um, friends who are visiting from London, just in Wrexham or Chester last Saturday. Not chats. Mm. Not chats. Because a lot of people are doing their annual get-together. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah. But then in visitoslo.com, there was a little bit on Little Christmas Eve. So, and they definitely said it was the 23rd of December. So the the one from the film, Teeny Tiny Christmas, maybe is um, a family tradition or it was local to that area. Um, so it says many families have their own traditions this evening, such as decorating the Christmas tree, making a gingerbread house or eating rice pudding um, at least creme or something, I think it's called. It's uh, very nice. It's like rice pudding. It's so a hot rice pudding, rice so pudding. something comforting and cosy. And... Yeah. Um, if an almond is hidden in the pudding, and if the almond... Sorry, an almond is hidden in the pudding, and if the almond turns up in your portion, you win a marzipan pig. <laughs> You didn't well know you known, needed that, did you? A well-known Christmas treat. And it says then, Christmas Eve, 24th of December, is the main event in Norwegian Christmas celebrations. First part of the day is spent rushing round for last-minute Christmas presents. OK, yeah, that's same. Mm. Or in church for the Christmas service. At five, the bells ring out for Christmas and most people have Christmas dinner at home or with relatives. The Christmas presents have been placed under the tree and are opened after dinner. So what do they do on Christmas Day? Um, the days between Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve are typically spent going to brunches and dinners with family and friends. The family go out in the evening so there's much more activity in the city centre. And from the 27th of December the shops are open and people rush around exchanging presents They weren't that weren't quite what they wanted. Oh yeah, that's... well. Yeah, that happens here, doesn't it? So let me tell you about this film um, that I wasn't quite sure about. It It was an un- uncomfortable watch in many ways, but it did introduce me to this idea of teeny tiny Christmas. Um, the film is on Netflix. It's called Christmas as Usual, and it's based in Norway. Okay. And uh, a Norwegian woman, I think, is living in America with an Indian boyfriend who, just before Christmas, asks her to marry him. And she says yes and says, oh, come home to Norway for Christmas. Okay. And then he goes there. And then it's pretty much like saying that the Norwegians are fairly racist. Is this an an Asian Indian or is this a Native American Indian? Asian Indian. Okay, yeah. Um, Jashan. Okay. So, yeah, it's uncomfortable watching in many ways, especially as the girlfriend has f- very few um, things to commend her in, in terms of how she doesn't defend a boyfriend against her family or even her ex-boyfriend. Okay. Doesn't sound like the spirit of Christmas I No. no. So I, I felt a little... You know, like you, you're just settling down to watch a nice Christmas film and it's like, oh, it's all a bit twee and a bit too sweet and a bit too sickly. But, oh, that was Christmas. This one was a bit like, oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> but let's focus on teeny tiny Christmas, shall we? 
Um, yeah, so that that's just where she mentioned it. A bitter lilla julaften, I think. A bitter lilla julaften. Oh, gosh, I wish I'd studied Norwegian a bit more on Duolingo. <laughs> anyway, she, it's translated it, teeny tiny Christmas. The day before, the day before the big day. And the boyfriend says, I thought the big day was December 25th. She says, no, in Norway, it's the 24th. So the day before, the day before. Yeah, yeah. I, I just don't really understand the point of it. But, or, well, no, maybe it is what most people... Well, most people are working on the 23rd, aren't they? If it's a working day. Mm. And some places, people are closed like half day on Christmas Eve, won't they? They probably won't be working in Norway then, will they? No, I would Not think that would be... Exactly. Christmas. But over here, unless you... Are lucky enough to have leave or be given you know, a shutdown or whatever, you probably are going to be working on the 23rd. Yeah, and pants, really. Yeah. Christmas Eve, Eve, Heather. Yeah, I think I like, I like, I quite, I like Christmas Eve. I, I get what you mean. So you could just double it up and have Christmas Eve, Eve, and then you've got two. Yeah. But you still got to do all the stuff you've got to do on Christmas Day. Happy though. <laughs> I'll just jest in Christmas Day and just do Christmas Eve and Christmas Eve Eve. Anticipation? Maybe. Well, there's a bit of that, isn't there? Because actually, the day that I like most about going on holiday is the day before. <laughs> when you, you know, like if you go Until up... the reality kicks in that you're actually on holiday. Well, yeah, I just... Yeah, anticipation. Yeah, when you, like if you, we tend to if we're flying, we tend to stay at the airport the night before. I love that because you've got all of your holiday ahead of you. It's like you know Friday night, you've got the whole weekend ahead of you, and then as soon as it's Saturday, it's like oh, you've got tomorrow, and then it's back to work. So with the Christmas thing, maybe it's part of keeping. Do they have Boxing Day though in Norway? It didn't mention it in visitoslo.com, uh, did it? It just said from the twenty fifth to the. 27. 27. No, to New Year. Then the shops open on the 27th. Oh, right. So the 26th must be a holiday. Yeah. 25th and 26th are public holidays, yeah. Interesting. Feeling Christmassy now? Well, I'm just wondering when I should be doing everything. Do you, When do you exchange your presents? Christmas Day. Oh. Okay. I'll, be, I'll be calling round at your house on Christmas Day with your present. Oh, that's nice. I won't be there. That suit. I won't be... Okay. I'll come down your chimney then and (laughs) pop it in your stocking. Now Here's the Thing is a Jones and Noble production brought to you every week. Well, maybe not every week, Heather. (laughs) Recorded with an iPhone, a microphone and lots of hot air.